Hey everyone, it's Sarah and Alex. Welcome to the Throne and Home podcast. This is episode six, and we are getting ready to talk about all things gratitude and yeah. thankfulness and Thanksgiving. We just came off of Thanksgiving break. Yeah. A lot has happened over the break, like kids oh traveling. Jude yeah. went away on his first overnight um, school trip, and then we had the whole week of Thanksgiving off, which is family. Yeah, we had family in town, and that was really sweet. To yeah, be your able brother to celebrate. and his family drove in from Florida. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, and just doing stuff together as a family. We kind of like celebrated Jude's birthday later yeah. on because the family was here, and there was so much other stuff going on. Yeah. So we got to just spend some time. Thanksgiving Day, our family feast three turkeys three turkeys yeah. listen fried turkey roast turkey smoked turkey and all the fixings yeah and stuff. it was our house is always like a million sides and it's always a great ordeal <laughs> yeah. as most people probably are um but i love you know thanksgiving is not generally my favorite right it is my christmas practice as for, i like to say <laughs> for you it's christmas practice for me i mean there was a long time where i i didn't like christmas and we'll talk about that yeah. at some other point but thanksgiving was the show for me so and i think similarly thanksgiving for me was not has not been my favorite um i think because i was thinking a lot about why and growing up we used to travel quite a bit right to Virginia or wherever for Thanksgiving to be with family. And I would get sick every year. And so I associate Thanksgiving a lot with like being on a couch somewhere that wasn't home, right? not feeling well. And so um, there, were, there were some really good ones, that I, like really great memories that I had, but a lot of the time I would get sick. And so it just turned out to be... Um, not not the most fun. I do have some really awesome highlighted memories. At so, like, what's it. your favorite Thanksgiving highlight memory? <laughs> so, I was just thinking about that um, growing up in New York City. Uh-huh. Because um, we grew up in the same city, so I've got a couple, too. And I want... Yeah, but so one in particular that is um, kind of for, for folklore, I guess, right now in our, in our family is when I was about maybe eight years old, maybe nine um, we got to go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, I know this. A okay. very special yeah. story. Yes, very um, special. <laughs> and a lot of really good memories. But um, we were picked up in a stretch black limo to go to this parade. And I had like this cool new neon green 80s uh, jacket like early 90s uh, puff jacket, and we loaded um, another family um, that was in our church and us into this limousine, and we made a bagel stop at the local bagel shop and hot chocolates for all the kids. Because you have to. In New York, you have to stop for bagels and hot chocolate. So Absolutely. there was probably five or six kids with adults in this limousine. And I think that I was the one who started it all. I'm not quite sure. Um, but, you know, sometimes in a limo, you are sitting backwards, mm -hmm. like 
And so we're sitting there eating our bagels and hot chocolate in our puff jackets with the heat on, riding backwards. And I'm pretty sure it was me who got car sick, <laughs> which in turn, the other children in the car <laughs> also got car sick. And so at one point... I'm trying not to get car sick listening to this right now. (laughs) My mom and her friend are like just doing the best they can to catch everybody's mess and what's going on and just laughing hysterically. Um, The limo driver had no problem. He was like, I'll take care of it. He figured there's so many other events that he hosts where people got sick in that limousine yeah. had it clean detailed anyway we got to go all was well i don't know what they did with our jackets but all was well um we got to go and it was snowing mm-hmm. so it was just beautiful think about it in new york city absolutely snow Macy's day parade you know our little hiccup that we had on the way but um it was the year of new kids on the block uh had a float and we were like nine feet away and just like <laughs> was super fun but just the whole memory of the magic of manhattan yeah and christmas um it's a funny part of you know that story but we 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 all forgot it once we got downtown to see all the floats and i think that would be probably a highlight memory okay um i'm honestly surprised that that's the one you shared because <laughs> knowing you've been married to you for 15 years i didn't think the limo we won't use the v word but yeah. the the incident <laughs> in that limo with children and car sickness yeah well i don't rem- i just i it's a flash memory yeah. of that scene but i remember everything else yeah. in the the limo and like going out like Everything is white outside. Right. Seeing this, it was kind of like a dream, almost like a little Cinderella yeah, I, story feeling. I so. remember going to the Macy's Parade as a kid. My uncle lived right off of Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And so, you know, we'd walk out front of his condo and we're right there and just yeah. able to watch it and stuff and just being being with family and friends and then... You know, I'd, I'm sure you guys probably had the same experience, but, you know, especially growing up in a Christian home, you know, we'd come time for dinner, but we'd always share one thing we were grateful for. And, you know, we'd sort of go around the the room and everyone had to share. And I remember as a kid that that was always like the chore part of this. Like, I just want to get to the turkey, the stuffing and the bread. Like that was, if mm-hmm. you know, that was the end for me. Um, first off, did you guys do the same kind of thing too? Like you go around say what you're thankful for. I think we may have, or we, a lot of times may do it early in the day. We had like little activities or things that we right. would do earlier as you were talking about that, because we lived on church property. Basically we had a lot of things that, that we would also have a massive, um, homeless outreach right. on that day, yeah. but they would actually bring homeless to the church in hundreds, Right, um, would fill our church basement and they would feed them Yep, and they would give out gifts and yeah. things for the children. And so that was tied to, to that, but also, um, our Christian school, we always did a big, like everyone dressed like pilgrims and right. we, we, we spent a lot of time on what, we, you know, what we were thankful for, um, I remember, yeah. 
I remember our, because I went to a Christian school in elementary mm -hmm. that was a part of our church. We had a soup kitchen. Um, and my dad was one of the co-directors or, he, you know, served in it right every day, but he helped mm -hmm. lead it because he was one of the elders of our church and stuff like that. But um, I remember one Thanksgiving in particular, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, um, and we would do a massive Thanksgiving meal for the homeless, and we would feed like something like 500 people, but before every single time there would be a gospel presentation. There would be some kind of message, some kind of encouragement from the word. And I remember my dad sharing um, that, but he was talking about gratefulness. Like even as we're just talking, this memory flooded back and I haven't thought about this in years, but it was just talking about being grateful in every season of our lives. And then, you know, I think that for me going back to, you know, hey, let's just get to the turkey and the stuffing in the bread and whatever else started a shift for me even as as a young young kid teenager about gratefulness and how how gratitude just opens the door for so many different things we we were actually talking about that last week even the week before going into thanksgiving yeah i think for me now more cuz i always call it christmas practice but really what i do love about this time has been the remembrance of thankfulness and, um, being grateful. Um, and you know, the idea of being content, you know, being grateful mm -hmm. for, for whatever it is that we're walking through or whatever it is that we have. Um, yeah. So I think that part I absolutely love. And I think, you know, a lot of our conversations lately, like we are in a season yeah. of really learning how to step into that on a deeper level than I think we have ever ha have before. I think right. that I would say that I think the church at large, God's people at large are really being invited into a season of not just a season. I think it's a tool. It's a, a stepping up in what it really means to operate in gratefulness. Right. Um, and Thanksgiving we've been at your life. We've been talking about this quite a bit. Um, and Thanksgiving is really a key. Yeah. Um, you know, the scripture says I will enter his gates with Thanksgiving in my heart and I will enter his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is a secret weapon. Thanksgiving is a key to stepping into more, to even yeah. stepping into his presence. You know, we were having that discussion. I think Bill Johnson talks about, you know, um, if praise is the atmosphere of heaven, complaining. Right. What, yeah. you know, yeah. I know, I love is that. the atmosphere uh, of the enemy. But I, I think it, praise and gratitude and thanksgiving are tied together. Absolutely. I think a lot of times, you know, in our discontent, and I think that it's, we have to be really careful, even, um, I'm a three Enneagram and I'm a visionary. And so a lot of times it can be very easy to miss the moment I'm in, to miss the good things and to miss the gifts that I'm in right now because I'm looking ahead. Um, but to take stock of what the Lord has done um, in looking ahead to what he's going to do. Right. But to be thankful for what 
I have and to see it differently. Right. We often in these episodes have talked about perspective. Yeah. And I think shifting perspective to God is always doing something. And so I'm either going to look at the lack, you know, many of us, it's been a hard few years and there has been um, seasons where, you know, economically things have gotten harder. We can look at our lack or we can look at, if I look back on this year alone, God has come through for us time and time again. And he has provided. And I remember the Lord challenging me even the last few months in, in that where we limit the Lord a lot of times, even in his goodness and his provisions to be, um, one-offs. Yeah. And that's not who God is. And I think the invitation to, um, gratefulness and thanksgiving is not a consumer based thing of what I'm getting. It's living in a constant awareness of what's available, a constant awareness of heaven, of the kingdom, of what's available in the kingdom. And, you know, it's a, it's a, almost a currency. If you, if you think about it, gratitude is um, already, it's a way of releasing our right. reality. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we posture ourselves, you know, from a place, from that place of gratitude, you know, the apostle Paul said, in all things, whether in abundance or or in lack, I have learned to be content, right? I, I think when we position ourselves from a place of thanksgiving, thankfulness, gratitude, it does a couple of things. Number one, it teaches us to be content in where we are at. Number two, it keeps us from entitlement. Yeah. I think one of the one of the big issues we see a lot in society, um, and even in homes and families with kids, is this entitlement mindset. And entitlement, I really believe, is is grounded in the lack of thanksgiving. It's grounded in the lack of gratitude, you know, because you're looking at what you don't have versus what you do have. And the, I mean, that was the problem in the garden, right? Adam and Eve, they're they're in the garden and hey the lord told them don't eat from this tree of all the trees don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and there were two trees there was the tree of life they could eat from the tree of life but they couldn't eat from the knowledge of good and evil and what did the enemy do the enemy came in and and got them to look at what they perceived to be lack. He said, you know, you can't eat from that because God knows that the day that you do, you'll be just like him. And he introduced that perception of lack and it caused them to want what they didn't have or what they perceived they didn't have because they were already like him. They were already created in his image. And, and I think that gratitude and gratefulness and thanksgiving helps us to not view things from the perspective of lack and keeps us in that place of, no, this is what I actually have. Yeah. Well, I think about the, the posture of just being open-hearted. Right. And um, open-hearted, open-handed versus lack. There's, a, there's this great temptation to pull away, to harden, um, and I think about 
as sons and daughters, you know, being kingdom minded, if we're talking about releasing heaven um, and being a royal priesthood, we have to be completely open hearted and open handed because we are just vessels. And it's understanding that, you know, gratefulness brings the multiplication. Gratefulness brings the answer. Thanksgiving brings the answers. Um, Even if we don't see it with our natural eye or even if there isn't much to start with, like it's like we said, it is a secret weapon. It is a key because Lord gets to show up, right? He's enthroned on the praises of his people. And so our Thanksgiving comes and creates a home, right? creates a highway for him to come and do what he wants to do. And I know that we, you and I, on a personal note, have been really challenged. There's yeah. been a lot of things that could seem like, oh no. And I know in the past, right? you know, we could have been like, oh no, we need, we need to take stock. We need to pull back. Yeah. We buckle to, down and we need to really shore things up. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I loved f- in my trip, um, to Arizona and got to spend that time with Patricia King, where she was talking about the difference between just riches and wealth. Right. And I think we talked about this already, but like realizing we have a wealth mm-hmm. in our family, in our yeah. legacy, we have a wealth, a storehouse of things that, you know, if I'm constantly focused on lack, I'm never ever going to tap into right. those things. We have much to give, much to release to people. And as we do that, the Lord is always faithful to um, provide whatever we need. Right. And in regards to the lack, thanksgiving, when we come from a place of thanksgiving, from gratitude, it actually brings about increase, you know, that combats that lack. I mean, Jesus, when he multiplied the loaves and the fish, the scripture says he gave thanks and then handed it out. So it was a creative miracle where there was abundance and excess after the fact, but it started, thank you that all I have, thank you that what I have is five little bagels and two sardines. <laughs> you know, I got some locks and locks and, uh, and bagels and locks. Yeah. You know, thank you that I got bagels and locks. But the increase... The creative increase in abundance came from that place of thanksgiving for what was there to the point where there was an overabundance. They picked up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Mm -hmm. And so when we shift from looking at lack to being grateful and and giving thanks, even when we don't see it yet, even when we don't know what it's going to be or look like, um, we actually help to create the atmosphere for that. And I love how you tied that in into even our home. You know, how, how do we do that with our kids? Because our kids today, not yeah, ours we, specifically, but kids, yeah. kids in general and in, ours in, at times in as well. In general, they, I mean, I, it's, it's an age old problem yeah. probably, especially nowadays with TV and media and there is a a consumer and a hyper focus on oh you have to have yeah, this or I have this or I got to show out on mm-hmm. this and you know the different the how, different how would things. how would Elijah say it uh, my Riz or something like I don't that know. <laughs> if he hears that he's going to be totally embarrassed but I I had to throw it out there I got a Riz but <laughs> the um, I think 
grounding our kids in in truth constantly like we have to regularly kind of redirect redirect Refocus. constantly yeah. i mean we, we we give a lot of freedom to our kids totally um and don't come down hard but there are times when i'm like okay enough is enough like we need to pull back yeah um in teaching our kids um in the different things that they're into or interested in like excess <laughs> right. you know when too much is too much and be like hey what is this producing right now mm-hmm. um and hey i'm noticing certain attitudes yep. or thought processes as a result of these things yeah. um or friendships or relationships or conversations to be like you know hey wait a second is this a, is this in alignment with what one we believe as a family but even what the Lord is trying to do in your life. Like, is this counterproductive? And then... Right. And and a lot of it goes back to helping to remind them what they are thankful for. Yeah. Right? Because of what they have and not the lack, not the absence of stuff. And, you know, you mentioned a moment ago even being challenged in this area because a lot of times Thanksgiving for some people can look like, oh, thank you for this or that. And it's just something you say. A lot of... Th- times it's the belief for God, I'm believing you for this. And that's a great way to align our heart. But you and I were even recently challenged in shifting it yet again from a place of thanksgiving from thank you for this, or I'm believing you for this, I'm grateful for this, to I am excited, God, for this. And bringing bringing more than just the knowledge of thanksgiving, the knowledge that God is can do something to connecting it with the emotions of our heart and saying, no, I'm excited because you're going to provide, you're going to do this. And I'm thankful even when I don't see it. I think the word that comes to mind in that, as we've both kind of been challenged in that area is, you know, there's this ascending to a new level Mm -hmm. of what that means for us, where, And one thing I would just love to share with all the listeners, like this is a key point in what we're going after Mm -hmm. with all of this, that it's not just, oh, I'm thankful and I'm I'm seated here with my feet on the earth and I'm constantly just trying to operate from a, oh, I'm thankful for this monetary thing or I'm thankful for this um, physical need or I'm thankful for all this tangible stuff here. The point... I think is that I'm anchoring into my father. Right. I'm anchoring into the reality that I'm his daughter. Yeah. That my dad's a king and owns yep. cattle on a thousand hills. And that that's the reality. And that's what I'm trying to pull on. Right. And I wouldn't say that I've walked in orphan mentality, but that we cha- we are challenged a lot of times as sons and daughters in how to operate. I know for me, that's what it looks like on how to know that I'm, you know, his daughter, but to operate here right. on the earth sometimes. And I just want to validate people that feel like at times they're two separate realities. I mean, they are, but the greater reality right. is um, that I'm anchored in heaven, seated in heavenly places. Right. And I'm anchored to his heart and the goodness of the father that I'm not my provider. Yeah. And I think that's been the thing that for us has been a shifting point 
where we have maybe in past seasons gone into striving to provide or to fix or to meet a need or to try and fix problems. Um, One thing that I would just love to share, and I know that I'm in process, but there have been seasons in the past where I have gone into fix it mode and created more problems. Right. Right. (laughs) And by result, and then coming to a place of repentance in my heart, you know, there be some of you that are walking through things where you're, we're kind of maybe living the repercussion of, Hey, I tried to fix this and made a bigger mess, you know, um, whatever that looks like. But I think for me, coming to a place of Lord, I'm so sorry that I tried to fix this yeah. and bypass, you know, because I didn't trust you. Right. Because I didn't trust that you were going to show up for me or provide. So I am shifting to my immediate responses. God, you've got this. Right. Thank you, Father, that you that this is your this is your thing. You know, and uh, the repentance of the ways that I haven't trusted right in the past in trusting him to help yeah bring me back into alignment to um see him as provider and really really truly be anchored in that and i I love how you brought it to trust because as you're talking I'm, i'm hearing this and i'm going but i think trust is actually linked to gratitude right because um if i am not grateful in or coming from a place of thanksgiving in the past, it almost causes me to forget what the Lord has done. Yeah. And so when I'm in a current situation, I don't trust and I feel like I got to do it myself versus stopping and going, where can I give thanks for what he has done that's going to put me into a place of remembrance now So that way I trust in him and not trust myself. Mm -hmm. So I love how you connected that to trust because I think, I think that's really a result of gratitude and thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so like when you find yourself in that place, the other thing that kind of started to drop into me as you were sharing that was we can easily find ourselves in a place where we're thankful for what the Lord is doing for us as individuals But we also have to learn to be thankful for what he is doing for somebody else. Yeah. You know, I'm recently I was I was with a group of pastors down in in in, in another city about thirty minutes away. Um, There's a little bit of a regional pastors gathering, and and one of the pastors there got up and shared a financial testimony of what God did for their church. Pretty much their entire debt of their facility. Um, was taken care of in a matter of two weeks, culminating with somebody writing a check for over half a million dollars yeah. to them, um, which is phenomenal given where the the country is and many of us are financially. Yeah. You know, I know tons of churches that are dealing with issues, financial issues, not because of their own thing, whatever. The point is, hearing that even though I haven't seen that in my own personal life or my our church or whatever it is, but being grateful, God, you did that for them. That is awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. I join them in the thanksgiving for what you've done. And I actually open up again the avenue because thanksgiving, we enter his presence 
that we enter uh, his gates with thanksgiving in our heart. Now, me being thankful in that attitude of gratitude for what happened with this other church and this other ministry, now I enter into the gate of his presence where provision flows, where abundance flows, where all of that stuff. And now I can now be hopeful yeah. And in, in confident expectation of good that God's going to do that for us. Yeah. I think that that points to even another factor in that with that Thanksgiving and gratitude in that atmosphere. You know, I know, you know, several testimonies and several things where we've heard of those and the excitement that I get is yeah. if it was was me where right. it was because it's like, no, this is us. And I'm like, this is another church in another part of the city. But that is a, an amazing indicator of what God is doing yeah. in the atmosphere with that, um, is bringing unity. Yes. That brings unity yeah. to this church. When you can look over at someone else getting blessed and be so excited as if it were you. Right. The Absolutely. Lord is, it's like opening the, the floodgates yeah. over, over you as well. Yeah. And I think that that is a huge byproduct right of the beauty of what god does like he's not limited when we look at the something like thanksgiving or praise or worship or anything he's never limited to what he gets to do as a result of the gifts and the weapons that he's given or or put in us when we use them yeah and I really love that. I know there are a few things that I've like breakthroughs I've gotten recently and different things that yeah. have happened and knowing that other people were going after the same thing. And as soon as I would get a breakthrough, I, my immediate response is, God, you, did you do it for them? Like, you've got to, like, you've yeah. got to have done, done it for them. And he did. Yeah. And realizing, wow, there's something happening right now where he is, um, uniting people. Mm-hmm connecting their hearts, but it's through, um, the testimony of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think lastly sort of is that, you know, Thanksgiving helps us to increase our awe and wonder of God. Like God is limitless, right? There's, remember as little kids, my God is so big, so strong Mm -hmm. and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. There's, Mm -hmm truly nothing that God cannot yeah. do. And and so so the thanksgiving of what he is doing, knowing that he can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine, now opens me up to the awe and wonder of God. And you know, I I I can just stand in full amazement every time God does something. And when he does something that I can't comprehend, I can just fall into a place of wonder. And that really leads us kind of into the next season that we're really going into, which is your season, Christmas. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I think the beauty, like you were saying, the awe and the wonder of who God is and what he does I know that we'll get into more of this in the upcoming episodes as we celebrate Christmas and talk about all the things, but the, the awe and wonder and the mystery 
of how God chose to reveal himself. Yeah. In how we celebrate, like it was right under their nose. Mm-hmm. It was right, Absolutely. it was right there in the answer. And sometimes it's not packaged in a five star birthing suite. Right. As we perceive it to be. And so it's like really looking treasure hunting for, Hey, how is God showing up right now? Yeah. Is he right under our nose? But we need to seek yeah. him out and find him. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah. and so with that, we're yeah. excited for the new <laughs> season, right? Very excited. Christmas, you know, Christmas has started in the Morales household. Absolutely. Christmas music, Christmas decorations, Christmas trees. Yeah. Sarah is Mrs. Claus. And yeah. so it has begun and we're so excited for for Christmas. I'm excited for Christmas. Um, I wasn't always excited for Christmas, <laughs> but I am excited for Christmas, especially this Christmas. Yes. Um, and and so we just are looking forward to yeah. the new things that God teaches us in this Christmas season. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that in the next couple of episodes as we get ready to wrap up the year. But uh, thanks for yeah. joining us yes, on the journey. We're so thankful for and we are for all of you that have joined us, listened in. Share testimonies. Yeah. Continue and- to share testimonies and share with friends more because we believe that God is connecting right. people and it, he's doing something in and among just the the obedience of us sharing our testimony and our stories. Yeah. So thank you again. Thanks thank for joining so us today. Yeah.